0: Drew Binsky, one of the top bloggers in the world today for international travel. Thank you so much for coming on Perform, Drew. We really appreciate it. Excited to chat with you. So give us a little insight on your first
1: blog. I uh, was living in South Korea, teaching English after college, 2013 to 2015. Started a travel blog called thehungrypartier.com because as a 21-year-old, I was eating and partying my way around the world. Um, and it was great. Um, wrote a bunch of nightlife guides about Seoul, um, places around Tokyo, Vietnam, just kind of did it that way. And then carried that throughout teaching English in Korea. And then when I left Korea in 2015, I was making enough income through my blog to travel full time. And then I had a dream to go to every
0: country and, and that's how it all kind of kicked off. Nice. And so for people who don't know, I mean, You've blown up as a blogger. You've got millions and millions and millions of views on your blogs. Give us some insight from when you first started blogging to when it started to really take off. Like give us the lowdown.
1: Yeah. So I actually don't blog anymore. That's a blog with a B. I actually just do videos or vlog with a V. Um, I I stopped blogging in 2017 when I, when my videos started taking off. Um, the, the, The one that changed everything for me was North Korea. So I went there in April, 2017 For four days and I made a video which got 10 million views Um, and that that was the moment where I was like focusing on video instead of writing because most people are not reading they want to watch things and that's how it all took off. And what was it about that video in North Korea? Uh, This is a surprise element nobody knows what's happening there the fact that an American went there and was able to document it with a camera inside the country it was really, I think it was just shocking to people. So that's
0: kind of what put me on the map. Nice. And out of all the vlogs blo- you've done, I mean, right now, would you say that there's one that when people see you that they, they recognize you from? Well, are you asking
1: for the most viral piece? If you're, if you're asking that, I did a video on Wim Hof, who is known as the Iceman. He's like has 26 Guinness World Records for his ability to withstand sub-zero temperatures. He just like goes in the ice bath for 30 minutes and he believes that everybody should take a cold shower and stuff. I did a story on him, which is over like 50 million views across platforms. Um, Most people know me as like the guy who goes to Afghanistan, Pakistan, Somalia, Libya, Yemen, um, Syria, those kind of places, Venezuela, and makes really, really good stories about humanity. Hmm. How is this for your dating life? I got, I just got engaged yesterday. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, I've had a girlfriend since 2015. She's been with me this whole ride. She's from the Philippines. So, um, yeah, so we, um, we're settling down. We just bought a house here in Arizona and, uh,
0: it's pretty, it's pretty great. Yeah. She's been supportive. That's awesome. So for yourself, I mean, what is it, what does your schedule look like, you know, say during COVID right now? What, what Like, how does that work? Uh,
1: when COVID hit in, march 2020 i was in the u.s then in may 2020 i started traveling and i was on the road from may 2020 until february 2021 so about 10 months i traveled through the thick of covid and it was it was crazy um there's only like 20 countries open and i went to all those 20 countries (laughs) so uh it was it was pretty intense but then i finally came back and now i'm been in the u.s i'm catching up on business stuff hiring people um, building out my courses, which is another revenue stream, like masterclass kind of course deals,
0: and uh, getting ready to hit the road again next month. Nice. So, for people out there that want to kind of, you know, build their vlog and you know, kind of look up to you and say, "Wow, this guy's got 50 million views." I mean, that's a lot of views. I mean, can you give us some insight on like some quick tips, maybe, mm-hmm. on what people can do to really get out there? It's all about sticking to your uniqueness. Everybody's got a different personality. Everybody
1: has a different uh, perspective. So just being yourself, don't try to put on this act because eventually that will catch up to you and people want to follow you for who you are. Um, do things that you're interested in. You know, I, I make videos about things I'm really passionate about because I'm interested in them. If I started doing videos that I felt forced to do or that I thought would get the most views, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. And being consistent, I know I post... I used to post every day. Now I post once a week, but I post at the same time every week, um, the same kind of format, the same kind of style. And, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm really into the community. So I respond to comments. I encourage people to um, message me. I do giveaways and I try to give back and be a resource for people. So all those things together, I think, are, are how you can you can do it. I mean, it's, it takes a lot of work and commitment, but it can be done by anyone. So, Well, I got to ask, what time of the day and what day are you posting? I'm posting Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific time. And the reason is the whole world is up at that time. You got East coast awake, you got Europe awake and Asia is at night. The only people that are missing that are like in the Pacific islands. the the huge eight hour time zone there. Um, And Sunday I figure is a day that people are, you know, at home and wanting to tune into videos.
0: Nice. Nice. And do you use hashtags? And if so, how many hashtags would you use? I don't use any hashtags anymore, but it was a big strategy in 2018
1: on, on Instagram and on YouTube, uh, to get recognized, but they change the algorithms daily. And it's, I try to stay on, on my toes on what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have people like managers and stuff that are really into that. And they help me and say, Hey, focus on
0: this or focus on this. So hashtags to me is, is a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. And right now where you're at, I mean, what's your, what do your goals look like in the next 12 months? Like, what what are you focused on?
1: I'm focused on making higher quality videos, um, more cinematic videos. So I've done everything myself, Mm -hmm. shooting, editing. Now I have a team of editors. Recently I've hired them and I'm going to have people coming out and shooting uh, with gimbals and like with, with higher, you know, better equipment. And we'll be putting together more compelling stories. It won't just be me spontaneously running into a village and trying to find a story. We'll plan it out in advance. So I just think the the production level will go way up and, yeah, keep building out my team, keep uh, making courses to help, you know, teach people how to travel and give them tips for, for doing these kinds of things. And, and ideally getting a TV show of some sort on a bigger platform would be a goal, Um, doing more
0: speaking engagements, stuff like that. Nice. I mean, when you were first starting out, when you were basically trying to do it, you know, call it, you know, on the shoestring budget how did you do it was it just you filming did you have one person filming give us some insight for a lot of people out there who want to just start it you know up up until six months ago i
1: did everything myself so i would come up with the idea i would go out and shoot it make some local friends then i would go back edit it and upload it on my computer um so it can be totally it can be done with one person it's a it's a lot of work and dedication i mean I, i didn't do anything else for all the all those years um it's just Yeah. I mean, if, if someone has a job and they're like, Hey, I want to be a YouTuber on the side, it's tough. It's hard to give advice. I mean, you have to go, I, I I pretty much gave 16 to 18 hours a day for, from 2017 until six months ago when I, when I kind of started hiring more people Um, there wasn't a minute I wasn't working. Even in in the shower, I was thinking of, you know, story ideas and, and I would eat airplane food quickly and, and hotel food. So I mean, it, it, it's a lot of work. Um, maybe you don't have to put in that much work, but maybe that's you would grow slower. I think I, the reason I was able to grow so fast is because I did put in all the hours. But uh, yeah, it can be done by anyone, really.
0: Nice. And do you use paid promotion or is everything organic? Everything's organic. Nice. Yeah. I mean, right now, has there been something or somebody or some sites or that's really outside of your content that's maybe funneled people to you? Something that something you've maybe been on TV or something. Yeah. Yeah. Give us some insight on that.
1: I get features all from all different kinds of publications around the world. Most recently, a newspaper in India wrote something up on me. So now my Indian followers just, um, you know, I I got a lot more pretty much overnight. Um, I try to do podcasts such as this, or I try to do interviews as much as I can just to tap into new audiences because there's an unlimited amount of people that I can always introduce myself to another person. It, they never end. So, you know, my goal is to get as many eyeballs as I can on my content because I want to inspire people to travel. So if I can tap into different mediums to do that, I always try. And and yeah, I, I sometimes I just wake up and I just, like people in Tajikistan all of a sudden start following me because they shared one of my videos on the main news channel there or something. So it's fun. It, it's very global. Everything I do is all over the world. So it's cool.
0: Where would you say... I know this is going to be kind of a tough question, but if you had to pick one place that you visited that really stands out for you, you had an amazing time, the culture, this and that, where would it be? Probably
1: Afghanistan. Been, Why? There a few, been there a few times. It's uh, it's like a time machine. It's like, you just go there and, and, and you feel like you're living in the 1800s. I mean, the way that people dress, um, except for the cars. I mean, no one's on their phone, very traditional settings for eating, sitting on the floor, um, you know, eating with your hands. It's, it's really, you know, little mom and pop shops. Like you don't see any name brands. You don't see any Coca-Cola, McDonald's, nothing. It's all just like locally made, um, products. And, and it's people are very generous, very kind. And it's, it's, uh, it's really at the crossroads between Asia and and the Middle East and Europe. I mean, it's only two countries away from Europe and people don't realize that. So it's just right. It's just right in the center of the world. And it's, it's, it's a, it's got incredible history beautiful architecture. Um, it's, it's, it's a really special place. I like it there.
0: And I mean, while you're traveling, are you, do you work out? Do you do any sort of yoga? Give us some insight on what you do to sort of stay healthy.
1: Yeah, it's tough. That's one of the battles that I have is staying healthy. I'm very active. So I'm walking, I'm hiking, I'm playing golf, I'm doing things to keep my legs moving. I never sit still. So that's been my strategy for not gaining weight. Um, I can't say I'm the healthiest person ever cause I don't hit the gym, but I just try to stay active. So, and, and staying active for me, I mean, I'm also lugging around backpacks. I, I carry everything on my back, on my back. So, you know, I got 30, 40 pounds on my back everywhere I'm going. Um, so yeah, it's just a matter of moving my feet really nice. And I mean, right now where
0: you're at, where are you located right now? You're in Arizona. I'm in Arizona right now. I just bought a house here. Yep. I'm in the house. And how is it there in Arizona with COVID and everything? Uh, as far
1: as I know, I haven't seen anyone wearing a mask in, in weeks. I mean even in, even in like shopping malls and, and super, supermarkets and restaurants, I mean it's fully, it's fully 2019 here in Arizona. so it's kind of nice. I mean, everyone's vaccinated who wants to be and if you're not vaccinated, then um, apparently you don't you're not minding people to not wear a mask. So I was in LA a lot earlier this year. Um, and it was like a totally different world there, but
0: yeah, no complaints here. It's pretty great. Nice. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about today or ask me, um, at all? Uh, if, if any, I, my number one goal is to inspire people to travel
1: and educate you about the world. So if you guys have any questions about where to go, what to do, um, even being a content creator, I'm always, I try to be a resource. So please send me, send me an Instagram message. Send me an email. I can be found at Drew Binsky across all social networks. And, um, my email is drew at com. This is one way that I'm trying to stand out from the crowd is, is like, most people just don't even check their emails or they send it to an assistant and they filter them. But I really try to go one by one. And if I don't get back to you today, it might be in a month, but I, I always make sure to respond to everyone. Um, and, and I really just try to try to keep, keep it going. So yeah, I encourage all you guys to start traveling again because the world needs travelers um, tourism is the biggest industry in the world and, you know, trillions of dollars have been lost in, in economies that really need it, um, from that rely on tourism. So as soon as you feel comfortable and ready, get out there and travel. And, and, uh,
0: I appreciate the call. Is there a tip that you would give yourself, say, you know, where you are now to where you were five years ago? Like if you could tell yourself something, what would it be?
1: I would have probably told myself to learn more languages, especially doing what I'm doing, because it would have... A lot of times I go places and I just kind of, I'm talking about the main languages. So I can speak a bit of Spanish, but French, if you travel the world, I mean, half of Africa speaks French. It's so useful. Um, Arabic, you know, you got 30 countries that speak Arabic, Russian, all the former Soviet countries. If I just not became fluent, but if I just could kind of get by in those languages, I think I would have had a much more enriching experience. It is what it is. I mean, I'm not going to, it's too late now to learn them, but Um, if you, if you're thinking about traveling, even just learning like, you know, 50, a hundred words in those languages would go a long
0: way. So that's something I, I regret not doing. Mm. And I mean, have you had any close encounters, you know, on your travels where you felt unsafe? Can you share something maybe that you haven't shared that's went down or just anything at all that might, you know, give us some entertainment value? Yeah, there's a
1: lot of of dangerous situations I've been in. In Libya, I was there during a civil war. And in Tripoli, the capital, I fell asleep to the sound of bombs uh, that were five miles away from the hotel. Um, And they kept telling me that, oh, it's going to be fine. But, you know, the hotel was shaking. So that was pretty scary. In Yemen, Yemen is the most dangerous country in the world. So everything you do there is crazy. But um, we went to a a site, um, an old like mosque that was kind of in the ground and our driver got a call that said there was a, an explosion an hour, an hour ago at the same site that we're doing and, and the roads were all torn up. So we had to immediately turn around and drive the other direction. I, I got about a hundred stories like that and, and I'm just giving you the spark notes, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a, it's been a crazy experience to, to go to every country in the world. Um, but, uh, it's, I don't regret anything. It's been great. And what did you think about Brazil? I went for the Olympics in Rio and I spent a month there in 2016 and I think it's a fantastic country. It's huge. I want to go back and see more of it. Um, but it's, as far as, you know, culture, hospitality, food, it's up there for the best in, in South America. Probably Venezuela is my favorite and Brazil will be my second favorite.
0: Would you say that Venezuela and Brazil are safe? Um,
1: okay. Venezuela is not safe in Caracas only. I was there three months ago. Outside of Caracas, it's totally fine. But in, inside the main city, you got to just watch your back and, and be careful where you're going. But Brazil's kind of the same. Rio de Janeiro can be, can be pretty sketchy at times. But if you have local friends, if you, if you go to the right areas, it'll be fine. It's just like, I don't know, any city. In Los Angeles, if you go to the wrong areas, you better be careful what you're, what you're doing. So it's the same.
0: Nice. All right. Well, listen, thanks, Drew. I really appreciate you coming on performing. You've been a great guest, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good one. You too, man. Thanks.